Well, hello and welcome to Bible Prophecy for today. This channel is where I discuss controversial topics and news headlines that you're not going to hear about in the mainstream media. And I do it all from a West Texans biblical point of view. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather and boy, do we got some things to talk about today. We're going to make this short and uh, sweet. Try to keep it um, under 30 minutes, maybe 25. I don't know. We'll see. So what's going on? So I did a video and uh, we're well, not a video, but I did a podcast and I saved it and all that good stuff. And then the next thing you know, I went to upload and it was gone like gone and I was like what always weird things happening I don't know about y'all I don't know if it's a conspiracy you know no just kidding I don't know so anyway let's talk about it let's talk about the inflation hurricane uh that hasn't even hit yet but food prices are going to double by fall and we're also going to talk about uh, Dr. Fauci and his cronies at the World Health Organization and J.P. Morgan, CEO is even talking about a hurricane uh coming for the United States economy we need to brace ourselves what do I always say, guys? You better get you some food. Better get you some food. Always be saying that. Well, now you're looking at me going, well, maybe there's something to that all along. Yeah, you know, the Bible gives us wisdom, right? We know this because the Bible says that there's going to be a great tribulation coming upon the world, right? We know this. So, what better way to do that is to start preparing because we don't know how long as Christians we will be here. We don't know how much we're going to see uh, of the uh, of the great tribulation so you know we don't know but what we do know um is that it's going to happen but we see everything coming together we see all this stuff coming together the whole picture puzzle pieces moving in place um god is arranging everything and so it's just kind of fascinating uh, to be living in these days it's extremely fascinating to be living in the days that we live in today um, so I never thought I would see these days. I don't know how many times I have to say that. I think Dr. David Jeremiah even wrote a book about I never thought I'd see these days. Um, my mom will tell me about these days, but boy, I never thought they would um, be here. But here we are. So let's talk about it. And uh, we need to get prepared. And the best way for you to be prepared for what is coming upon this world is to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. That's the only salvation and hope that you and I have is that Jesus is our salvation. He's our savior. He's our rock. He's our shelter. He's our protector. He is our provider and he is our healer. We need to remember that. We need to remember the promises of the Bible. And so what fascinating and I think I may do I may do um, a series on the promises of the Bible because it's very important to know what we believe and why we believe it. It's not like we just pick it out of thin air, you know, like the health wealth people go, you name it and claim it and blab it and grab it. No, 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 no. There are promises in the Bible and we need to cling to those promises in the Bible. So my mama always tell me, read your Bible, find those promises. Hold on to those promises. Psalm 23, Psalms 21. Uh, you know, there's a lot of promises in the Bible. You need to hang on to them. We'll get to those maybe at a later date. So let's jump in to see what's going on. So lots of stuff. We've got uh, Dr. Fauci um, and uh, his cronies, the World Health Organization, or like a, I like to call them the, the who. <laughs> Not the who, the who. Because it makes me want to vomit. But hey, you know. 
beggars can't be choosers when it comes to, I guess, the um, the dark, evil principalities that rule this world. Remember, folks, we live in a fallen world. And what does the Bible tell you and I? Tells us that Jesus Christ is the conqueror. He conquered everything, right? He is victorious. He is seated at the right hand of the throne of God, which means it's over, it's done, it's finished. He won the battle, right? But this world that we live in is a fallen world until Jesus Christ comes back to set everything straight, right? So Satan is the God of this world, the little G, not a capital G. He's the little G ruler of this world. And so the Bible says, Jesus tells us that we are in this world, but we are not of this world. We're only passing through. So just remember that. You got to remember that. So our health is endangered by Fauci and his who cronies. Like I want to say cronies. So this article is written by uh, Betsy McAfee, Betsy McAfee, and it's on the WND.com. Check it out, WND.com. It was published on June the 1st when I originally uh, uploaded this video or attempted to upload this video. I think it was like June the 2nd and uh, did not work out. So anyway, uh, when the next pandemic hits, President Joe Biden wants the World Health Organization, a puppet of the Chinese Communist Party, to have more power over the U.S. and other countries. Among other changes, the is pushing for equity in access to vaccines and medicines, meaning the U.S. will be hindered from rushing the vaccines and treatments to its own population until poor countries are supplied. Never mind who develops and pays for the drugs. Should the U.S. surrender its ability to care for its own population for the sake of global equity? The answer is no. But uh, moving right along, it's all equity and equality and community and collaboration. When you hear those words, your ears should perk up saying, something, something is afoot here. Something is amiss. (laughs) <laughs> so I like to look at it. But anyway, so we're going on. So Anthony Fauci, Biden's top delegate to the who, is behind the dangerous idea of enlarging the who's power. We should all vigorously oppose it. Who totally lost his credibility in 2020 when I throw in the 20, I threw in the total. <laughs> uh, when the COVID struck outside China. Oh, uh, ho, ho, who, hum, ugh. Can't even stand them. Anyway, they parroted the China's false denials about human transmission, delayed declaring a global health emergency, and advised against travel restrictions, all in service to Beijing. Instead of offering unbiased advice to the world, Georgetown University professor and globalist Lawrence Costin said that the agency and its director general were, quote, caught in an awfully difficult position between what science dictates and a very, very powerful Kanji, very powerful, very, very powerful. Anyway, unquote. Uh, so, last part I just threw in there, some nonsense. The morally correct course was obvious, but who kowtowed to China instead, jeopardizing millions of lives? I ain't going to say jeopardizing. They cost millions of lives. You know it. I know it. We all know it. No wonder President Donald Trump moved to sever connections with the WHO, but Biden re-engaged them on his first day as president, putting Fauci in charge of rejoining WHO. Fauci, in turn, uh, promised the move would produce transparency on COVID's origins and 
reform the agency. So far, there have been no answers and no reform. The WHO keeps taking America's money while taking orders from China. WHO's pro-China bias was on display last week at its annual meeting in Geneva. The WHO spurned the U.S. request to admit Taiwan as an observer on orders from Beijing. Yes, folks. So the WHO also rejected uh, Director General Tedros Ed Hannon, I'm not going to pronounce his last name, for another term. He ran unopposed. The U.S. made no attempts to replace him despite his subservience to China at the expense of American safety and well-being. Why? Misplaced loyalties. Uh, Tedros calls Fauci my brother, and Fauci considers Tedros my dear friend. Amer American interests be damned. That's where we're at, folks. That's where we're at. And can, I mean, seriously, folks... If you cannot see the deception, the wool being pulled over your eyes, you are lost and you need salvation. You need Jesus Christ because the Bible said in the end times, there would be deception so strong, so deluding that if it were so, even the elect would be deceived. The elect are Christians born again, saved by the blood of Christ, Christians, right? So, that's why you see these pastors in the pulpits, you know, that don't know what they're doing. They don't know. They're not preaching on the end times. They're not preaching on the tribulation. They're not preaching on what's going on in the world today. It's all about the feel-good message, itchy your ears, you know, what you want to hear, how to be the best life now. Did they prepare any of you for what is coming upon the world right now? Have they prepared any of you? Have any of your pastors, I'm talking all pastors, but the majority of pastors, have any of them told you guys what's coming? Have any of them told you? What the Great Tribulation entails. Has any of them told you how to live in the end times that we are living in right now? My guess is 90% has not. My pastor, uh, Randy Davis, before he retired, did a whole series on the Tribulation, on end times, on all of these things. Right? He even wrote a book, and I'm so thankful that I got it. I bought several copies, and I'm so thankful that I did, because I'd like to give them away. Um, any answers you could possibly have, he's got it. If you want... Let me know. I can get you that book, Dr. Randy Davis. Anyway, um, I can actually uh, ship those out to you if you want. Let me know. Um, anyway, he's uh, fantastic, fantastic. In just about any question you have, it's in there. Um, anyway, so yeah. So hardly any pastors anywhere. I mean, we are like in the midst of the, I mean, like in the midst of, the, of, of like leading up to the tribulation, the very end times, Timothy, Peter, the Apostle Paul, John, Jude, James, they all talked about these days. And here we are. Our Lord Jesus Christ talked about these days. Because when you see these things begin, begin to happen, hold your head up high because redemption draws near. Well, these things have begun. We, they have begun. And they are like moving fast. So how much closer is the rapture? Of the church and if you don't believe that the rapture happens prior to the tribulation or if you believe it happens mid-trib or if you believe it happens at the end which doesn't really make sense i can kind of see the plausibility of a mid-trib but the bible pretty much teaches you know it is the prior to because god says you're not meant for my wrath all of the tribulation is jesus christ's wrath is god's wrath being poured out upon an unbelieving world right because he still wants israel to repent right and so the church, we are the bride of Christ. So we are not man for his wrath. And he says that numerous times. So anyway, that's where we get the preach. And then, of course, you know, if you read in Revelation, 
Like uh, chapter 4, verse 1, I think, is the last time the church is mentioned in Revelation. And I think until chapter 19, when we come back with Christ riding on white horses. Amen. Amen. Let me get off of that and back to the headlines. Sorry. (laughs) But I just want everybody to know. It's the whole reason for this. It's the whole reason. Nothing else matters in this world unless you've made that decision for Christ. Mm. Because you could die and go to hell today. It can happen just like that. In the snap of your fingers, the blink of your eye, you could die from a massive heart attack, brain aneurysm, whatever. You know, we're not guaranteed our next breath. Remember that. Okay, so anyway, back to the story at hand, WND.com. WND.com, this article was written by Betsy McAfee. We're going to continue on here. So, moving right along, it's unclear how the revisions might impede the U.S. from making decisions about travel bans and other issues, but Reuters already reported one red flag. African nations supported the revision effort only after being guaranteed vaccine and therapeutics equity for poor countries. Tedros has been pushing equity since 2020, insisting that wealthy countries should not be permitted to meet the needs of their own population before sharing with underdeveloped nations. Really? You know when you're on an airplane and you're flying and say, you know, what what is it that they tell you in the beginning? Here's your eggs, this down row seat, blah, blah, blah. They're doing all, here's your flotation device, your seat cushion, yada, 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 right? If you're Traveling with a child or an elderly person and, you know, we lose oxygen, we lose altitude, whatever, and the oxygen mask falls, right, from the ceiling. What are you to do first? You are to put the oxygen mask on yourself first and then you put it on uh, the child or the elderly person or the, the person that you're caring for, right? So, yes. So, in this instance, you're looking at this saying, why are we going to give them to the underdeveloped nations before we give them to us first who create, you know, who made the stuff, right? Doesn't make any sense. Because, I mean, you want to, uh, I mean, it's, it's just all, it's just, just little, literally does not make sense, folks. We're going to move right along. So, Fauci and Biden seem willing to forget one million American deaths from COVID, but the rest of us want answers. There should be no cooperation with the WHO or funding for WHO until we get them. WHO failed the American people and the world by working hand-in-hand with the Chinese Communist Party to conceal the origins of COVID-19, said Senator Rick Scott uh, from Florida. Congressional Republicans launched uh, measures last week to block further entanglements with the WHO. Senator Ron Johnson from Wisconsin uh, introduced legislation mandating that any new agreement with the WHO be deemed a treaty requiring advice and consent of the Senate. Meanwhile, several House Republicans demanded Biden explain capitulation to Tedros re-election. Uh, the world needs a global institution to man an early warning system, track disease outbreaks, and coordinate an international response. WHO is disqualified from that role. Biden is endangering our health security by entrusting it to Fauci and his WHO cronies. If you remember correctly, uh, Fauci is that evil, sadistic piece of beep. Yes, folks, that's correct. Um, but yes. He is, he is literally the scum on the bottom of my shoe. He is horse crap on the bottom of my boot. That's how I would like to think of him from what he's done to this world. He is sadistic, evil, manipulative, uh, words. Yeah, there's a lot of words that come to mind, but this is a Christian program. (laughs) And I am a Christian. So, you know, I try not to let my mind go there, you know. 
But um, remember he did the gain of function. Remember what he did to um, the dogs. Okay, remember what he did to the puppies. And you'll tell me what a sadistic piece of crap he is. He is, mm, he's an evil, sick, demented man. And all those people that work for him, all those people are sick and demented. If you can do that to a puppy, if you, God, I can't even go into it because it makes me so upset. Um, but anyway, this is the little man that you have, like, telling everybody, like, oh, yeah, yeah, he thinks he's like a little god. That's what he thinks. All these rich elite people, that's what they think. They think they're little gods. So, remember that. They are not, let me tell you. And there's a place in hell waiting for them if they don't repent and accept Christ as their Savior. So, we're going to move right along. Uh, pride is still a sin and the rainbow still belongs to God. They may try to take the rainbow, but they can't. That's God. That's his symbol that he will never flood this earth again. Mm. So PJ Media has an article. Both pride and homosexuality are condemned by God as sins in the Bible. I know it's not popular to say that these days, even in some conservative circles, but I am not at liberty to disagree with God on what he calls sin. Supporting and celebrating sin isn't loving. It's actually cruel to tell people that they're perfect the way they are when God says the heart is deceitful above all things and is desperately sick. I was watching um, TV today. I turned it on. I'm over dog sitting because, um, you know, I own a business. I don't get along with little doggies. And uh, and so um, I was over there and I turned on their TV and it had the Paramount, right? Paramount. We celebrate Pride Month. I was like, what? The Bible says that's a sin. And not only is homosexuality a sin, but the Bible says in Romans 1 that those even who celebrate it, like tell them that it's okay. It's an abomination. So be very, very, very careful how you approach all this. Okay, guys? And I'm not talking about from a worldly view. I'm talking about from a biblical view, from God's view, how you how you approach these things, how you tell people, how you talk to them. Don't kowtow to them and say, oh, yeah, everything's fine. Oh, yeah, God just loves everybody, blah, blah, blah. No. You have got to tell them the truth. If you don't, you're not being a watchman on the wall. And even that, you're not being a Christian. You're not being a disciple of Christ. If you do not tell them the truth, that means you don't love them. Okay? It means you don't love them if you don't tell them the truth. You would let them go to hell because, you know, you're too much of a weenie to tell them the truth. You have the Holy Spirit living inside of you if you are a Christian. I'm a Christian. If you're a Christian, if you're born again and Bible-believing Christian, you have the Holy Spirit of God living inside of you. What? The Bible says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Think about that for a moment. Greater is he that is the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you as a born-again Bible-believing Christian than he, which is the devil and your adversaries and these demons that are in the world. So remember that. Remember that. If things get too much, call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Always do that. But let me tell you, when people come up and tell you that, if you get scared or like whatever, just tell them the truth. Just say, you know, the Bible says, don't say I said, just say the Bible says God says that that is a sin. It's a sin. Now, people think, oh, he's a cool God because he doesn't allow us to have this or doesn't allow us to do that. Okay, so take into effect, look at the last 10 years. Look at how far our country has gone to the depths of hell because of what we've done. And then I want you to read Romans chapter 1, and then it's going to all come together, and you're all going to say, wow, 
Let me tell you, God is a loving God. He has set things in order. He has an order. And when you deviate from that and you go away from that to what he calls sin, then you're causing your own death, okay? That's what he's, he's trying to protect you when he tells you don't do that, do this. He does it to protect you because he loves you. He loves us. So read woman, Romans 1 and then you're going to be like, wow, wow, that's why, right? So it's not because he doesn't want you to, you know, live your best life now or whatever, you know. No, honey, I'm going to tell you something. Our best life is not right now. Okay, our best life is yet to come when the Lord Jesus Christ comes to take us home. Man, he's going to work up a thousand year millennial reign here on earth. Jesus Christ is going to rule and reign on earth from Jerusalem. It's going to be amazing. Amazing for a thousand years, right? And at the end of a thousand years, with Satan locked away and all this, you know what? At the thousand years, there's still going to be people who think they can defeat God, who think they can go against God, right? And so there'll still be those who sin, even with Jesus Christ here on earth. Woo, boy, let me tell you. So you can't always say the devil made you do it, okay? Your your heart is desperately wicked, is what the Bible says. So anyway, get off with all of that. But anyway, here we go. So we are, okay, this article uh, was written, it's on um, pjmedia.com, pjmedia.com. The article was written by Paula Balliard, Balliard, Balliard? B-O-L-Y-A-R-D. It was posted uh, June the 2nd at 4.04 Eastern Time of this year. So, we're now two days into, quote, Pride Month. And everywhere we look, we're assaulted by rainbows and decoration or declarations of pride and homosexuality and various and sundry perversions. My inbox is full of press releases from woke companies and organizations signaling their virtue uh, for the month of June. And my Facebook feed is full of them as well. In one sense, it's a good thing because now I know which companies do not support values that encourage human flourishing. Uh, the worst announcements I've seen uh, come courtesy of the Marine Corps, Marine Corps and the State Department. So, guys, this is this is this is bad. Uh, if you remember what I did, I actually did a YouTube video of this, and I had um, the United States. Uh, military recruiting commercials and then I put China and Russia's recruiting commercials up there and uh, yeah we are we're in big trouble I want to tell you that much so it says um, throughout June the USMC takes pride in recognizing and honoring the contributions of our LGBTQ service members we remain committed to fostering an environment free from discrimination and defend the values of treating all equally with dignity and respect and it has a uh, the little bullets there with um, the rainbow colors on them. God help us all. The United States is, um, you know, you wonder like in the end times why the United States is not mentioned in Bible prophecy uh, because we are under God's judgment. There's no way around it. Um, we will fall if we haven't technically already fallen already from the inside. Just like they had planned. Because they knew they couldn't defeat us from the outside. But they knew if they tore us down from the inside, culturally, immorally. Yeah, Romans 1, folks. Romans 1. So does the Marine Corps stop every year to celebrate the contributions of Christians or Jews? How about homeschoolers or individuals with autism? Uh, why is homosexuality alone singled out by the most vaunted branch of the United States military? And why are they focused on woke left-wing virtue signaling when they should be spending all their time figuring out how to defeat our enemies? That's a pretty good question, don't you think? I mean, I think that's a pretty good question. 
pretty valuable, right? I mean, I mean, you know, yeah. So, uh, and check this out from the United States State Department, which desecrated its embassy to the Holy See with a flag celebrating something that the Roman Catholic Church considers intrinsically disordered. So it says, today is a sort of pride month. The United States respects and promotes the equality and human dignity of all, including the LGBTQIA plus community. Somebody tell me what the hell all them letters mean. Really, those last three letters, what, what, what the hell does QIA plus mean? So yeah, so um, as for adults, except for a tiny percentage that may actually enjoy Pride Month, although I've never met any adult who does, the rest of us are not amused. When an organization celebrates LGBTQ Pride, it simultaneously alienates religious, conservative, and traditionalist patrons. When management brings inclusion in-house, it creates a hostile work environment for many of its employees, all of whom are too intimidated to speak up. How is any of this a smart business practice? Like many people, I think of Pride Month as inbox decluttering month. Every time I receive an unsolicited, obnoxious LGBTQ miss, uh, missive, uh, she says, I hit unsubscribe. I have cut up charge cards and even quit lucrative jobs when companies alienated me by rubbing my face in their left-wing politics. Life is too short to spend every day feigning allegiance to something one has little or no interest in, especially when the Bible says no. So, both pride and homosexuality are condemned by God as sins in the Bible. I know it's not popular to say these things these days and even in some conservative circles, but I'm not at liberty to disagree with God on what he calls sin. Supporting and celebrating sin isn't loving. It's actually cruel to tell people that they're perfect the way they are when God says that the heart is deceitfully a deceitful above all things and desperately wicked or desperately sick. Uh, let's begin, she says. In the Old Testament, God's view of pride. So this is pride, folks. Isaiah 2, verse 12 says, For the Lord of hosts has a day against all uh, that is proud and lofty, against all that is lifted up, and it shall be brought low. Proverbs eight thirteen says, The fear of the Lord is hatred of evil, pride and arrogance, and the way of evil and perverted speech I hate. Proverbs eleven two says, When pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with the humble is wisdom. Proverbs 16.5 says, Everyone who is arrogant in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Be assured he will not go unpunished. Proverbs 16.8 says, Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before fall. The New Testament is also clear about the sin of pride. James 4.6 says, But he gives more grace. Therefore it says, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Romans 12, 16 tells us, live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. And 1 Corinthians 13, 4 tells us, love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. So guys, just remember that. You know, we live in a world that is completely in opposition to Christianity and it's only getting worse. But you may ask yourself, why? <laughs> That's that famous song. You may ask yourself. What is, but uh, yeah, so it's telling us that we are in the end times. And that's where we're heading. And everything's going to get very dark, very where you think this is bad. Just wait. There's pestilences. There's famines. There's war. There's uh, all kinds of things coming to this world. We already see the love of, the love of many growing cold. That started a long time ago. And it's only amplifying even worse and even worse. So, what else? Okay, so, um, what do we got going on? So, let's talk about 
the economy for a short bit. So the inflation hurricane has not even hit yet and food prices are going to double by the fall. So they've already doubled since last year. Um, look at the price of gas. It's like four times higher, just about, um, I think I paid 439 this morning. From from 8 o'clock in the morning to 4 o'clock in the afternoon, it literally jumped 25 cents yesterday. So, uh, yeah, keep that in mind. Get you a bicycle. I'm thinking about buying a bicycle myself. <laughs> so, prophecynewswatch.com. So, the inflation hurricane has not even hit yet, and food prices are to double by fall. This article is written by Michael Snyder, and it's at prophecynewswatch.com. Not too long ago, the elite were trying to put a happy face on our growing economic problems. It was obvious that things were trending in a very alarming direction, but they kept assuring us that any bumps on the road were just temporary, and that any new golden age of prosperity was just around the corner. Needless to say, they were dead wrong. And now, some of them are publicly admitting the truth. For example, J.P. Morgan Chase CEO Jamie Dimon uh, just publicly admitted this week that an economic hurricane is rapidly approaching. Jamie Dimon is no meteorologist, but the J.P. Morgan Chase CEO is predicting an economic hurricane caused by the war in Ukraine, rising inflation pro uh, pressures, and interest rates hikes from the Federal Reserve. Right now, it's kind of sunny. Things are doing fine. Everyone thinks that uh, the Fed can handle this, Diamond said at a, a Bernstein conference. Um, the hurricane is right there, right out there, down the road, and coming our way. J.P. Morgan uh, Chase is one of the most important financial institutions in the entire world. So it's a really big thing for Diamond to make a statement like that. And of course, he is right on target. An economic hurricane is coming. And it is going to be far more horrible than most Americans could possibly imagine right now. Get you some food. Better get you some food. <laughs> Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen also just said something that is making a lot of headlines. Last year, she insisted that a high inflation would just be transitory, but now she is openly admitting that she was wrong. I was wrong then about the path that that inflation would take. As I mentioned, there have been unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that I, at the time, didn't fully understand. No, she's lying. She knew it was coming. Anyway, uh, it isn't exactly a surprise that she turned out to be completely wrong about high inflation being transitory. We knew that she was wrong when she said it. Um, but I'll give her credit for publicly admitting a mistake. Many in Washington will never do such a thing under any circumstances. At this point, it should be obvious to everyone that we are in the midst of an absolutely horrifying inflation crisis. On Wednesday, the average price of gasoline in the United States jumped another nickel uh, to 467. It's actually higher than that. It's up to five, almost six bucks now since this article was written a few days ago. But anyway, uh, but the real story is the crazy process that we are starting to see out in the West Coast. For instance, one gas station in Los Angeles is now charging $8 a gallon for gasoline. My brother lives in Southern California, and he said um, they were equipping the, the pumps, the gas pumps now, with new readouts, so they can actually read double-digit gas prices. Coming to America. Biden, you did that. So, we have uh, Bumble. Actually, it's not Biden. Biden don't know what the hell he's doing. He doesn't know anything. He probably doesn't even dress himself in the morning. He's just an idiot. Bless his heart. Well, I, should, he's, I shouldn't call him an idiot. That's distasteful. I mean, he's definitely in mental decline. He definitely has dementia going on. But to what extent, it's pretty bad. When you're shaking hands and talking to people who, you know, aren't really there. And this is the man that was running the, at one time, most powerful uh, country in the world. The most powerful nation in the world, which uh, we are not anymore um, like in my new book, I said we were just an impotent arm of the uh, World Economic Forum. That's all we are now. Uh, that's it. That's all we are. Hey, guys. I'm going to throw this plug in here real quick. I do have a new book. Um, it is on Amazon, and you can go check it out. Uh, it's called uh, When the Rapture Hits the Fan. 
what do you do? What are you going to do? Weather after hits the fan, where will you be? Um, Heather O'Daniel, go check that out. Um, it's on Kindle as well. And uh, working in the process of uh, getting it ready for Audible. So anyway, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be great. It's, I think it's one of the best ones I've done. So um, yeah, it's super fast paced, very dramatic. Uh, definitely, definitely keeps you engaged. So anyway, uh, so moving right along, since our diesel prices have ra- uh, risen even faster, and he says I'm putting tremendous amount of financial strain on the American farmers. Uh, if you doubt this, just check out what the Texas Agriculture Commissioner Sid Miller uh, just told Mario or Maria Bartiromo. So uh, when Mario uh, Bartiromo noted, filling a tractor daily now costs farmers one thousand dollars, one thousand dollars, guys, to fill a tractor. Twice what it was a year ago. Miller responded, it's through the roof, uh, but it's not just the diesel prices. So he continues, says when costs go up for farmers, they inevitably get passed on to consumers. So he's saying there's parts that can't get parts. Fertilizer's so high, talking about they can't get new tractors, new combines. Uh, they can't get new tillage equipment. Um, so, you know, now we've, you know, we have to keep running the older equipment, uh, which can, what they can't get parts for. Um, so it's just a whole comedy of errors and it's just multiplies on top of itself. He said food grains, including corn and wheat were up 2.8%. That's up 45% from a year ago. Okay. Feed grain prices increased 7.8% from the prior month, 33% from last year. Okay. I'm going to run through these really quick. Poultry and eggs up 22% since March, 94% a year ago, up 94% a year ago. Folks, that's almost doubled in price dead burn close right the april egg price is 220 per dozen that's up 81 cents since march and it's a dollar 64 higher than april of 2021 the chickens raised for meat is a dollar uh, 05 per pound that's 15 cents a little over 15 cents higher than march and over almost 50 cents higher than a year ago 95 cents a pound for turkey up two and a half cents since the previous month and up 18.5 cents higher than april of 2021 milk prices climbed okay we're just gonna say i'm not even gonna go back to, to the april okay it's up four percent since last month okay it's up 40 percent compared with a year ago the entire history of our nation we have never seen anything like this but he goes as he keeps warning his readers um this is just the beginning in fact one prominent texas farmer is warning that food prices are going to double People don't realize what's fixing to hit them, says Texas farmer Lynn Bugsy Allen. Uh, we all have nicknames here in Texas. <clears throat> Just let you know. Anyway, <laughs> uh, they think it's tough right now. You give it until October, food prices are going to double. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine what it will do to our country if food prices double from their already extremely inflated labels? You know what I keep thinking of? I keep thinking of the Deutschmarks. You know, and all that stuff. Remember when Hitler and, like, remember, and they had, like, wheelbarrows full of all that paper money, and it couldn't even buy, like, a loaf of bread. I'm like, it's insanity, folks. But that's where we're going. This is where we're heading. But they have it planned, remember? We're going to build back better. Build back better. That's their plan. Now, how do you think they're going to build back better? they got to destroy everything, right? So then they can build back better. You'll be happy, and you'll own nothing. You'll eat meat made in a lab. Yeah, folks, this is where we're going. This is where the world is heading. Don't you wonder why Jesus Christ has to come back? Oh, it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse. Brother George Godstone, they only think 500 million people should be on planet Earth. And that doesn't include you and me, folks. No. Of course, they'll have to have workers. You know, they'll have to have those folks that, you know, go slave for them. But, yeah, not not anything else. If you've read um, Glenn Beck, Glenn Beck has a book. What, what I think it was Agenda 21. I think that was his book anywhere and they had him like on like he, he like he'd get up and go to work and he had to like ride this this bicycle and it generated this energy and then when he got off the bike that was like his day 
that was his work, folks. It was, it was kind of creepy, but I mean, it was pretty much spot on, you know. So, I mean, think about what's coming. These people think cow farts are, are you know, causing all the, all the global warming, you know. These people are morons. They are absolute morons. They're lost. Completely lost. But anyway, um, yeah. So, guys, please go go check out that. That is prophecynewswatch.com. I do believe it's Michael Snyder. And he's always got some really good articles. Go check him out. Show him some love. Show him some love for the research that they be doing. Uh, it's very appreciative. And um, so, yeah. I mean, you got the food process. You've got okay, J.P. Morgan's own CEO is saying, hey, you know, there's stuff coming. You better get prepared. So, I mean, I don't know what to tell you guys. I would tell you this much just to give you some. I would take your cash out of the bank. I would take your money out of the bank. Because if you look at Canada, what happened to their truck drivers? Like, they just shut their account off. Like, click. You can't get any money. Just like that. With the push of a button. You can't get no money. You. Yeah. Mm. How is that even legal? We're way far beyond any of that. I don't know if you guys realize that or not, but... You know, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter because if it did, um, half of the administration would be in prison right now. But it, only if you're a Republican will they come after you, right? But if you're a Democrat, eh, you're fine. But if you are a Libertarian, if you are a Republican, or if you are an Independent voter, yeah, you're in you're in deep doo doo, boy, because they're coming after you. I mean, they even proved that they used the FBI against a sitting president. That is treason. But yet, nothing is being done. Nothing is being done. And there's no outrage. There's no reason to get outraged. There's really not. Because God is totally in control. And if we were to look at these things and just stroll on them, you know. I mean, it would be bad. It would be bad for our blood pressure. It would be bad for our health, right? So what are we to do as Christians? We are to give it to God. We are to pray. Or to ask God, um, you know, to help us. To help us to, you know to get the word out you know that's what we need to do because uh you know the world is already heading towards the tribulation which means at this point we are right now it's only going to get worse it will never ever ever get better ever so i did a program an episode the other day talking about um monkey pox right and you remember all the talk about the monkeypox, and you know, first it was smallpox. Remember, we found a smallpox in the refrigerator in Atlanta, and the, the cleaning crew. I'm like, what the what? Yeah, it's sanity, right? But then I did that episode. They have their own paper published in November of 2021, talking about this outbreak of monkeypox in the fake city and how far it's going to go and the news media what everything's going to happen they have everything planned these people they don't give a rat's ass what you and i think they don't care because they know there's probably nothing that anybody can do because they're pretty they're rolling this stuff out and they're doing what they're going to do right i mean it is their time it is their time i'm telling you right now it is their time okay it's it's not anybody else's time. All of us people that just happen to live in this world, um, yeah, it, you, folks. I'm telling you, this world is passing away. It is passing away. It's getting darker. It's getting more evil, and it's not going to get any better. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I'm just telling you, I'm telling you the bad news so I can tell you the good news. <laughs> so the good news is. Jesus Christ, he came, he died, he lived a perfect life, he died for your sin and for my sin, so every horrible, nasty, despicable thing you've ever done, Jesus Christ will forgive you. And guess what? You don't have to carry that baggage anymore. You can be white as snow, washed in the blood of Christ. Boom. 
And then you know what you got to look forward to? You got to look forward to Jesus Christ coming to rescue you from this world, right? No longer will you be condemned to hell. No, no, you are free. You're free from sin. You're free from that sin debt. You're free from all of that stuff. You're free from all that baggage, all that horrible garbage, right? You're free from all of it. You shake it all off. You put it at the feet of Jesus Christ. You say, Jesus, please forgive me. I'm a sinner. Boom. You are forgiven. Jesus, save me. You are saved. That's it. There's no special nothing that you got to do. Nothing. You just admit you're a sinner. Because we are all sinners. If you've ever lied, you've sinned. Right? If you've ever stolen anything, you've sinned. If you looked at a woman or a man with lust, yeah, you've sinned. Right? We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All of us. And what is it? The wages of sin is death. Right? But Jesus Christ came to give us life and life more abundantly. Remember that. Remember what Jesus Christ has done for you. So, I mean, you are bought with the price, folks. You're bought. Blood bought. The church, the bride of Christ is blood bought. Jesus Christ's blood bought you. Okay? Ransomed us. Right? So, remember that. So, there's awesome, wonderful news. And no matter what you go through in this life, in this life here on earth, God has a mansion for you. Jesus says... In, in the book of John, chapter 14, he says, In my Father's house are many mansions, and if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also, and you know the way. So remember that. Jesus has a mansion up in heaven for you, for me, for every born-again believer. Can you imagine how great that's going to look? I mean, look at this earth. Look at the world. Look at our earth. Look how beautiful things are here in this world. But can you imagine it's in under sin. It's, under, uh, it's groaning too for Christ to come back and to renew everything, right? So it's like, you know, it's a fallen world too. You see it everywhere. Can you imagine what the world's going to be when Christ comes back? How beautiful it is. And then after his thousand year reign on earth, there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. Coming down from it. Could you imagine? It's gonna be spectacular. Your eyes and my eyes. Like I got bad eyes. But I'm just saying in heaven I won't. You know. And in the rapture when he comes to take us home. In the twinkling of an eye. This mortal body must put on immortality. In the twinkling of an eye. Believers. I want to tell you there is encouragement. And if you're not a believer. I'm telling you. You should be scared to death. You should be. You should be. Because if you died right now. You'd go to hell. If you're not a believer in Christ, if you don't have Christ as your Savior, that's where you're going. So I'd be terrified if I was you. Because hell is forever. There's no annihilation. There's no, you're just like, whatever, that's it. No. No, hell is for real. Hell is for eternity. Just like heaven is for eternity. Don't let anybody lie to you. And as they always say, what if I'm right and you're wrong? You know what I mean? You got to think about that. The Holy Spirit will prompt you. You've got to listen. Even if you're an unbeliever, that's the only person that can draw you to Christ is the Holy Spirit. Nobody else can. None of us can. We can plant seeds, the Bible says. I can tell you the gospel. I can tell you the good news. I can tell you all this stuff. But nothing I do will bring you to Christ. That's the Holy Spirit's job. The Holy Spirit is the one that comes in and convicts you of your sin. And lets you know that you need Jesus Christ as your Savior. So today, guys, please, please don't let another second go by. Don't let another second go by. Because right now, right now, 
Christ is knocking on the door of your heart. He loves you so much. God loves you so much. And people say, why would a loving God send anybody to hell? He does not send you to hell. You made that decision by rejecting his one and only son. Sacrifice for you. You rejected him. You send yourself to hell. That's how that works, folks. So don't put that in, don't put that ball in God's court. That's in your own court. Okay? You have the decision. You make the decision for Christ. Okay? Or you make the decision to deny him. It's up to you. And I just want you guys to know that, man, time is so short. We see everything, everything, just like the Bible said. God is happening right now. Now, I want you to think about it. John wrote the book of Revelation on the Isle of Patmos over 2,000 years ago. Think about that. You're like, whoa. And all these things are happening. Jude is the half-brother of Jesus. He wrote that over 2,000 years ago. James is another half-brother of Jesus. Read that. Read the book of Jude. Read the book of James. They're short. Very short. In the book of James. James, Jude, and John. You can read John, 1 John 1, 2, and 3, I think. Yeah, read those. Read First and Second Peter, First and Second Timothy. Read those books right now. They're short. They're sweet. <laughs> full of information and to the point. Get in there. Like I always say, get in the book. Get, get in your Bible, man. Get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. That's why I always say that. That's why I say that because the Word of God is a double-edged sword. It's going to cut you and it's going to heal you. Okay? It, man, that Bible knows you. Because God wrote it. That's why it's called the living and active word. Like you could read one thing. And like six months later you could read it again. And get something totally different from it. Because the Holy Spirit will teach you. Right. I'm going to get off of all of that. But that, that's just so important right now guys. So, but It's the only thing that really matters. It's the only thing that matters. Okay. So let's check this article out. This is Off the Rails by Bill Perkins. Posted June the 1st on compass.org it's hard to believe what's going on around us perversion is defended by law while millions of babies in the womb are still legally murdered if that weren't bad enough now it's gone off the rails our public schools are actually teaching that a man can get pregnant the picture is what is being shown to five-year-olds that's all you need to know about the state of your school system so guys um if you haven't uh, I'm going to link this article um, below for sure so you can check it out. And it does. And it says, I don't know why it says that, but here's a picture. And it says white. And then it has a woman holding a man in front of her. And the man is pregnant. Has a little uh, baby bump. Yeah. And since this unscientific and satanic ridiculousness of male pregnancy is also being pushed, defended, not opposed by the majority of our elected officials, you can see our nation is in big trouble. Some are saying we've been conquered from within. I just said that as a matter of fact. Um, I would agree they're certainly trying to conquer us because we're one of the last true democracies on earth. There will be no new world order if the United States of America is still holding on to its republic. So... We're the main target of the globalist, the Satanists, right? Uh, it sure doesn't seem like the Biden regime is trying to protect us, but they're doing everything they can to collapse America. What's happening to our borders, energy, food, elections, healthcare, military, and financial system is proof that whoever is in charge is not working in our best interest. So what's really going on? He says, well, some believe the guys in the white hats are just weeks away from riding in and saving the day. That they'll take over, arrest the bad guys, and bring everything back to normal. I know a lot of sharp people who are 
pinning their hopes on that. And I too hope they're right. I'm all for it, he says. But who doesn't want that to happen? Yes, arrest the bad guys. But there are some good reasons um, to believe that that's not going to happen. Instead, it's possible that the bad guys are leading us into a horrible mess and no one is going to stop them and no one is stopping them. Looking back at what the bad guys did with their control of the major media in regards to the man-made virus and the fake va- blah, 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 blah. I can't even say it anymore. Vaccine. I can't because I do a podcast and I don't throw this up on YouTube. Yeah. It's not too hard to believe we're probably, uh, we've probably been lied to for years about a lot of things. So what else are they lying to us about? So what else are they lying about? Hint, the Bible says. That which has been is that which will be, and that which has been done is that which will be done. So there is nothing new under the sun. Ecclesiastes 1.9. That verse is the basis for our expression. History repeats itself. So what can we learn from history that will help us understand what's going on today? Well, it uncomfortably turns out that in Germany between 1921 to 26, as Hitler was rising to power, he set up an extensive disinformation psyop campaign called Operation Trust. Hitler wanted to neutralize his opposition by using fake stories to plant in the minds of his opponents so that so they would be distracted and not react revolt over what he was doing, which was securing his absolute power. He needed to he needed to buy time. So Hitler had his equivalent of our deep state to find innocent but powerful individuals in which to mix fake intel inside of non-fake intel. It was well planned. The ruse was perpetrated that there was a group in the military who knew Hitler was bad, and a lot of those around him were also bad. So the good guys knew this and were preparing to take back power in Germany. Using a fake Russian anti-Bolshevik group, the good guys put the word out that they were waiting a little longer for Hitler to expose himself and they would then spring their takeover, uh, take their take back plan, take back over plan, sorry. <laughs> uh, they released this information in bits and pieces over several years which allowed Hitler the time to get complete control of everything without much opposition. By the time the good guys realized they had been duped, it was too late. When you look at the information that was disseminated before and after our recent national elections by QAnon, Simon Parks, etc., it sure looks like the same thing that Hitler did in Germany. Hmm. Yeah, the QAnon folks were. Hmm. Uh, just like in Germany, the highly classified behind-the-scenes secret information was dribbled out and passed around, and people believed it was coming from an inside source. Then. When the national election was obviously stolen, the good guys were effectively neutralized as they were just told, wait another few days or weeks or months because a plan was in place. It's a lot easier to let your defense down when you're hearing what you want to hear. If that's what actually happened, that the bad guys are behind a lot of hopeful but fake intel with the express purpose to let the steam out before uh, the pot explodes, then they're continuing to do the same thing today. The latest PSYOP ruse today is just wait until the elections and the Republicans will sweep in, take over, and arrest all the bad guys. If this is the ruse that's being spread, then the bad guys apparently think that by November it will all be over. Uh, they will have secured their power forever. If that's the ruse, then they want us distracted by worrying about a war with Russia or China or worrying about a digital currency coming or food shortages. All to buy time and or keep our eyes off their power grab and or huge and growing number of people dying from the vaccine. If this is what's going on, the chances of having an election or at least an election with honestly counted ballots is zero. 
these globalist Satanists have no intention of giving up their power again. I'm all for good guys making a comeback, but if it's a ruse, then we have to rethink what's actually happening because eh, we're watching our freedom systematically being stripped away from every direction at an alarming page. Or pace, I'm sorry. If we're at the end of the church age, and I believe we are, he says, the Bible says nothing about a world revival. Rather, it says the world will wax worse and worse. I say that a lot. Uh, and when you see all the prophetic signs coming together, you know the rapture is getting close. Watch. Is 2020 the Jubilee in the additional resources section below? It'll make you smile. So guys, go to compass.org, compass.org, and you'll be able to watch that video for free. Um, so we're no doubt seeing glimpses of the carnage that's coming, and we also are seeing how perfectly opposite Satan is from Jesus. Think about the contrast. Jesus had three and a half years on this earth bringing life and healing Satan will have three and a half years, the second half of the tribulation, bringing just the opposite, suffering and death. So yeah, so are we watching Satan warming up, getting his minions ready to take over? It sure looks like it. Until our exciting and loud exit, we patiently wait, trusting that the Lord is in control. We're comforted by what we see, knowing the Lord will remove us from the line of fire before he unloads his fearsome wrath on an unsuspecting earth. So use the time wisely that we, that we have between now and the big boom. And regardless of whether it's months or years away, make solid decisions based on God's word because eternal investments yield eternal rewards. So, yes, folks. And he ends it with, use us, Lord. So, yes. So go check out that article at compass.org. It's called Off the Rails. It was written by Bill Perkins. And uh, he posted that on June the 1st. So, guys, with that, I'm going to get off of here and uh, let you guys, um, you know, think about these things and get out and look in the world and then uh, read your Bible. And then you're like, wow, what, what is going on, right? Well, now you'll know what's going on. I want to give you guys some resources as well. So, I always hate to leave people. Uh, especially during these times without some resources. So Tim LaHaye, co-author of Left Behind and Thomas Eyes, Charting the End Times Prophecy Study Guide. Guys, go check that out. Uh, it's ten ninety nine. If you got a Mardell near you, it's 20% off. If not, um, you can check that out on, uh, I'm sure, anywhere, christianbooks.com, I think, or you can go to Amazon, eBay, wherever you prefer. And another good one is A Quick Look at the Rapture and the Second Coming, and that is Tim LaHaye. You can pick that up fairly cheap as well. Uh, these both books are posted, looks like, by uh, Harvest House Publishers. So, uh, go check that out, especially the uh, the quick look at the rapture and the second coming, because that's going to break it down for y'all folks that think the rapture and the second coming are the same event, which they clearly are not. Um, but if you think so, check out that book, and he's going to break that down for you. So, um, with that, guys, I'm going to get out of here. So, uh, as always, get in the Word of God, the Word of God to get into you. Maranatha, Lord Jesus. Maranatha. 